Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. I'd like to turn to our final guest and uh, topic of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we'll be talking about the financial challenges faced by migrant workers here in Hong Kong on the back of a survey that was released last week, revealing that 69% of domestic workers in Hong Kong have been affected financially by COVID-19. And to talk more about this, I'm really delighted to be joined by the organisers of this survey, Samira Montero, who's the communications manager of Enrich Hong Kong, and also Mahi Leclerc, who is the general manager of Helper's Choice. Welcome to the programme. Uh, to you both, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you. It's great to see you again, Samira. Lovely to meet you uh, this afternoon, Mai. Uh, we are uh, live this afternoon on Facebook, so for our listeners, we'd love for you to be viewers today. Uh, hop onto the Facebook page, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear our guests uh, today. Uh, maybe I'll start off with you first, uh, Samira, your closest uh, at hand. Tell us a little bit more about the work you do at Enrich Hong Kong. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So um, we've been really, we've been really happy to be on this show before, of course. Um, and Enrich is uh, we're a charity in Hong Kong, so we provide financial and empowerment education for migrant domestic workers. And through our courses, um, we provide them with education to learn how to escape debt, to save, to plan for their future, so that they can achieve financial security for themselves and their families. Because that's often the trouble for for many workers overseas is to budget, but also to balance the responsibility. At home. Absolutely. Yeah. There's always been uh, quite complex reasons for why financial, why they face financial difficulties, and one of them is, of course, guilt and um, the, the the huge burden that they face in supporting numerous family members back home. Absolutely, yeah. and also the, the the amount they earn as well in comparison to how hard they work. I mean, that that's a topic that that we can explore. That's in a another, whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Marie, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit more about Helpers Choice. What, what do you do there? So Help a Choice is actually an online platform to connect domestic workers and employers in Hong Kong. Uh, we were created in 2012 and the idea is to give an alternative for domestic workers from like traditional agencies to have an online alternative where they can find an employer for free, especially now that they all have access to like a mobile phone. So they are very connected right now. Um, and through the platform, they can actually communicate directly with the employer and they don't have to pay for anything. So that gives them like a th- both like a free alternative, but also like it makes the process more transparent for them because they have the power to choose an employer. It's sort of like a LinkedIn or a recruitment site. It's, yeah, it's always compared to like a LinkedIn for <laughs> domestic workers. I think it's the easiest way to understand uh, yeah, the layout. To understand of- how it works. Yeah. But it may be better than LinkedIn, so this is not an ad for LinkedIn. <laughs> um, so uh, so the, the domestic workers aren't charged, so there's no agency fee. Um, is the employer charged if they find someone there then? Yeah, so actually um, on our side, we're not a charity, so we're a social impact company. So the way we work is that domestic workers don't have to pay for any fee, but employers do have to pay for a subscription. So we have like three subscription plans, whether it's two weeks, one month or three months to have access to all the profiles on the platform. And recently we've also been accredited uh, to process the visas in Hong Kong for Filipino domestic workers. So we also have like a package offer where the employer can pay and the worker still doesn't pay for anything and we process their visas. Yeah. So why have you two decided to team up to to do this survey? What is this survey about and why the sort of synergetic energy between two two companies? 
Well, we've been working with Enrich for a few years now on different projects because I think we have the same values and the same vision of domestic workers' work. Um, and the idea of the survey was actually that we both had like um, some feedback from the domestic workers we've been uh, meeting about their financial situation, which can be yeah. very difficult. And we wanted to have more data about it. And there was so little information out there that we were like, okay, let's use like enriched knowledge and like help a choice audience to kind of have a great uh, survey about their financial situation in Hong Kong. Yeah. And also, um, so the survey, like Mai said, the survey looked at financial difficulties more broadly. And of course, we wanted to understand more about COVID specifically because we were hearing so much anecdotally, both from our participants who come to our workshops, uh, Help a Choices yeah. clients, and we just wanted to be able to show that in numbers. Yeah, so uh, I read some quite shocking statistics for, from your survey. 69% of domestic workers are facing financial difficulties. Is this sort of brought home by the pandemic or is it sort of a pre-existing problem that um, there's always been financial struggles in, in with migrant workers? So there's there's always been financial difficulties and you know there, there's so many reasons for that and we can we can talk we can unpack that a little bit more today, but the 69% uh, number that you're referring to refers to those who have been financially impacted by the pandemic specifically. So we surveyed 814 domestic workers um, and the survey went out in English, Tagalog, Bahasa, Indonesia. So we tried to get um, as wide a range from the community as possible. And yeah, 69%, that's pretty shocking out of 814 domestic workers. That's you know? two thirds. I mean, if we were all migrant workers, it's two of us. Exactly. Being yeah. And and we also found, so we asked, you know, uh, why, why they, you know, what they were, what the, what, what the financial impact had been. 43% said it was due to greater expenses and 43% this said they were sending more money back home, which is in line with, um, you know, like because huge un lockdown, lockdown yeah. huge unemployment rates in the Philippines, people's or Indonesia even, people losing their livelihood. And we also found that 61% said they felt more stressed as a result of their finances. And that's pretty significant, I feel, you know, the person taking care of our loved ones, our children, she's stressed about her finances. And I think that's pretty staggering, really. Yeah. Um, with your survey, um, what was the time frame of it? How long did the, the, the respondents have? Was it done during COVID last year, this year? Uh, it was done this year. So we launched it in May, yeah. mid-May, and we stopped it on the 10th of June, I so think. So it was over one month. Yeah. yeah. So, so they like had that. over the past year to really feel that impact, and they've been probably struggling with it for over a year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what other findings did you find with, with your survey? So the survey looked overall at obviously the COVID impact, but we also looked at other financial related issues. So for example, recruitment fees, and then also levels of debt uh, and interest rates as well. So Mike can tell you more about the recruitment fee findings because I think those were pretty interesting actually. Yeah, actually, so for on the Help a Choice side, it was very interesting for us to know um, how much placement fees domestic workers are paying because that's our main mission, right? To avoid the placement fees for domestic workers. But then we didn't have like, actual data to like back what we're saying you know so we know like from experience that they do pay placement that fees, we hear we, stories and yeah exactly like a few times their salary their monthly yeah, salary. yeah yeah exactly and actually we also wanted to know like whether there was like um 
an increase or a decrease of number of domestic workers that were paying for these fees. And what we found out is that actually for their first job, we found out that 65% of domestic workers had to pay for placement fees for their first job in Hong Kong. So some of them, it was like 10 years ago, for example. And for their current job, only like only, it's almost half. It's like 48%. I say only because compared to 65, it's, it's a huge decrease. decrease. Yeah. But it's still a lot of people. It's almost one out of two domestic workers that have to pay for this. Yeah, um, my, I'm really glad you, you brought that up because I also uh, see that uh, with some OFW, so uh, overseas foreign workers, they pay the agency for their job, like you said, for, for their first job, for the first time coming here. Um, is that legal? What is the legal status uh, of it? I mean, who should get charged? Is it the domestic workers? Is it the um, employers? Sometimes you hear both get charged by yeah. the agency. So it really depends on a lot of things. Uh, like, for example, does she come from the Philippines? Does she come from Indonesia? Is she already in Hong Kong? Then the price will vary a lot already. But in Hong Kong, legally, the agency can only charge up to 10% of her first month's salary. So that's the low. Yeah. But then we see some domestic workers that are getting charged higher. So 10%, for example, her salary is 6000 So she can only be charged $600. Yes, exactly. But that's not sort of the numbers we, we hear floating yeah. around. We hear something like six times the salary, so yeah. maybe 60000 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What? So sometimes they're also charged by the agency in the Philippines or Indonesia. And the other thing is sometimes the agency will say, oh, we will provide you some extra training. And then they charge for the training as an extra fee. But it's not, you know, it's very borderline. <laughs> and there are things like training fees or, you know, a stipend or a transport or, you know, different, you know, different fees like that that get added up. And it can be quite difficult even to distinguish the actual legal placement fee yeah. from all of that. Yeah, because there's the, 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 the jurisdiction in the Philippines. There could be an agency in the Philippines and a an partner agency in Hong Kong as yes. well. Yeah. And so I think what the most important thing is is that domestic workers don't always know that they should have a service agreement with the agency with the listing of all the fees that they have to pay so even if it's within that legal range they should know exactly what they're paying for um, and another issue that we encounter a lot is agencies that keep the passport or HKID of the domestic worker if she didn't pay the fee, the fee yet. That's illegal. Yeah. No one yeah. should pay. This is actually a, a mutual issue because yeah. <laughs> because with, with, with we see many domestic workers who take out loans and the same thing. A lot of money lenders who keep uh, keep passports, keep mm -hmm. passports or Hong Kong ID or photographs of them or their family members, things like that, and it's entirely illegal. Yeah, because yeah. I mean yeah. we we've heard horror stories of employers keeping the the, the passports or IDs of the helper, which is not allowed again. Yeah. Wow. Where can um, domestic workers get that information from? Because if it's your first time in Hong Kong, you, you just don't know. You, you know, you, you may not have any contacts here. You may not know anybody here. You just listen to the agency, whatever the agency yeah. tells you to do. You'll, you'll do it. You'll pay the amount. I think. Fortunately, there are more and more organizations, whether it's like charities or ethical agencies that you are, guys, yeah, yeah. For, example, <laughs> for example, that are like giving the information out there. Like, for example, I, I know on Help a Choice, we have a Facebook page with more than 700,000 domestic workers there, and we provide the information on regulations a lot. Um, but yeah, it's very important for them to get to know what is actually legal or not in terms of the placement fees.
Yeah. Samira, I want to talk about some of the financial struggles that they face. I know at Enrich you often run workshops uh, for them. What sorts of workshops do you run? So we run uh, workshops. So we run a range of courses. And in our main workshops, we look at uh, things like budgeting, goal setting, uh, how to prioritize your expenses. We even look at investments. You know, if that's something you're interested in, what are stocks, what are bonds, how to tell if something is an investment scam, because a lot of things that target domestic workers there. Uh, We look at entrepreneurship. You know, business isn't for everyone, but you should know what you're entering into if that's what you're interested in. So we look at business basics, but we also pair that with empowerment education. So how to speak confidently, how to talk to your family about money, if that's something you're interested in, how to say no. You know, that's something that is so difficult for for so many of us and including for domestic workers because, you know, they face a lot of guilt being here to support family. So those are the kinds of things we, we teach and we know that um, it really makes a difference. And I think what we're also seeing is, uh, unfortunately, with lower levels of financial literacy amongst the community, it's leading to real issues during the pandemic and even in, in general. So some of the findings from our survey also do reflect that, yeah. you know, like, um, for example, I could give you um, an yes, idea of, of loans. And I think that was quite uh, staggering for us. So we saw that 58% of the, of the respondents had taken out a loan. You know, 58% said they'd taken out a loan. What was more shocking was out of that 58, so the, out of the group of people who'd taken a loan, 34% said they were paying between $2,000 to $4,000 per month <sighs> in monthly loan installments. Now, for those of you who don't know, the minimum legal salary for a domestic workers is 4630 So between 2000 to 4000 per month in loan payments is, is staggering, really, for 34%. And in that case, you might need to take out a loan so that you can cover another loan. Which is and very it's, common. It's endless. Which is very common. And we also found that over tw- about 21% pay over 4000 per month. Wow. Is, it, is, there, is there some sort of regulation for the interest rates um, that, that, can be, that can be done legally? So there, there is. Um, so interest rates was also something we asked about. Because they you know, don't get it from banks. Oh, sorry, um, the domestic workers, they can't actually get a loan from a bank. No, Who they, do they, they end to? up having to go to money lenders. So wow. usually, I mean, and there, there are legal and illegal money lenders in Hong Kong. But the interest rate is, is, a, is an area of concern. So um, for your listeners who are not aware, legally in Hong Kong, you can be charged up to 48% of annual interest on a loan, according to the money lenders ordinance. So that's already pretty high. It's actually crazy. It's to really think. crazy yeah. to think. Yeah. 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 Now, now, 48% is the maximum, but if it can be proven that the borrower is high risk, there's a couple of stipulations on this in the, the money lenders ordinance, you can charge up to 60%. So now many domestic workers on two-year contracts, of course, they're high risk. Many of them get charged, you know, they get it gets couched in maybe monthly rates or even sometimes weekly rates, but, but the equivalent of an annual rate, which is really high. So we wanted to know more about this. And the, out of the people we asked, though, so the, you know, 50%, 58% had taken a loan. And out of that group, 25% said they were charged effectively between 44 to 88% per annum. What? On a loan, yeah which is pretty shocking. 25% of those who had taken a loan were charged between 44 to 86% per annum on interest. And 11%, this was pretty shocking for me personally, 11% believed they were charged over 88% per annum. So, you know, there are many, many reasons for financial difficulties. And of course, low financial financial literacy Literacy, levels are one of them, not being able to know how to plan to save, but just the interest rate alone, understanding that you can see how quickly it can spiral out of control. 
you know, that that really was quite shocking even for me to see. And I hear the stories all yeah, the time, you know. I'm speechless he- yeah. hearing that. What do you do when you're in that situation? Because, you know, m- money is, is it, it puts a lot of stress on you when you've got that weighing in the back of your mind. You can't even do your job properly. And it, it affects your mental health, I, I should imagine. It does, mm-hmm. which is why 61% are stressed because yeah. of their fin- finances during COVID. You know, it is quite, it is quite stressful and it's quite... Um, we get messages all the time from people asking us if we give loans. So we're, yeah. we're a charity, we provide education, we don't give loans. But you know, when, you, when, when, when one's desperate, you turn to the charity turn to for anyone. help. Yeah. yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And, and I think also it can also create a lot of um, some, sometimes misunderstandings with employers. And I'm sure you've come across this where yeah. there's often no understanding as to low, a little understanding as to why the domestic worker is in debt. And you know, there's assumptions made and sometimes there's lack of communication. And that can be very stressful for both parties. So yeah. we really think for, from our perspective, financial education is a mutually beneficial uh, solution to yeah. these challenges as well. Wow. I think, yeah, yes. I think some employers actually think that, um, you know, when you hire someone and you know they're in debt, it kind of gives you the idea that there is a lack of organi- organization somewhere from their part. And domestic workers don't really want to tell their employers their financial struggles because, yes. I mean... But there is a level of guilt and shame. Yeah, Nobody talks about money. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, do I, if, if I, have I don't tell my yeah, employer about exactly. my exactly. money situation. You yeah. don't want to tell your employer, like, oh, yeah, I, like, I had to take a loan because, like, I, I yeah. struggle with my financial situation. Like, it's something that usually people don't do, but it's something that we do encourage employers to talk about because as domestic workers don't really have access to the usual bank system like in Hong Kong and they cannot have loans like they have to go to these money lenders and they end up with huge interest rate so it's actually more beneficial to kind of discuss this with the employer and see if there is like an arrangement that can be made maybe the employer can be like helping and then she can Repay the the employee. I mean, it's something that we also recommend is to have and to start an open conversation. Mm -hmm. But obviously, it is awkward. As you mentioned, I don't want to talk to my manager about my finances, (laughs) you know. And in Hong Kong, domestic workers, unfortunately, are in a difficult situation because Because they live live with them, with your employer. And even employers are in a difficult situation because they live with their employee. And I think um, one thing we recommend to employers, for example, is to let her know you're open to the conversation. So, for example, when you pay her her salary every month, you know, ask her, you know, how things going are you able to save do you have any goals you're working towards and you can build it up a little bit from there don't intimidate her don't judge her just make sure she knows that you're open to talking about it if she expresses interest in say opening a shop or a bakery you know ask her how it's going and little by little that opens an element of trust um we also advise to domestic workers, we advise opening bank accounts because they can open bank accounts in Hong Kong. Can, but often yeah. it's an intimidating process, you know. So going to the bank, you might face frontline discrimination from frontline workers. You might be asked for documents which your employer can provide and you don't want to ask your employer for it. So we often suggest to employers, you know, go with her. You know, you don't have to open the bank account. You don't have to do anything. But your presence will make a difference. Mm-hmm. So there are little things that I think can be useful. And actually, bo- both of us, both Help with Choice and Enrich, we really do believe that given the situation, given the stress levels and everything as well, employers, I think it's in their interest as well to work with their domestic worker um, at a time like this and make sure that she also feels like she's getting out of this what she needs mm-hmm. for herself and her family also. Absolutely. Um, finally, uh, do you have any sort of um, upcoming uh, workshops or events that your, uh, your uh, well, you've got a social business and also you have a charity uh, that's happening this summer or upcoming? 
we do. Do you want to go first? Um, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Oh, no, so, um, so I'm, I'm really excited because next month, so in, in August, we're actually launching a new program called Debt Free Helper. And this was actually uh, sponsored by Operation Santa Claus, uh, which has been really great. So we, um, it's the first program of its kind in Hong Kong. It's a debt management program specifically tailored to migrant domestic workers. So it's a one-year pilot. We're starting in August, and we currently have applications right now for English Tagalog speakers to, to apply to be able to join. How so, exciting. Yeah. And what will they learn there? Just learning about budgeting. When well, I say just, that's so, actually a really important yeah, well, part of life. It's a, so it's an eight-week program, and they will cover um, sort of uh, both the knowledge side in terms of, you know, like understanding the loan system in Hong Kong debts, how to get out of debt, but also uh, getting personalized advice from an impartial counselor. Yeah. So they'll get one-to-one confidential space, someone to ask the tricky questions, someone to check in on them. Um, and then also just access to tools to be able to understand how they can personalize it for themselves That's great, and be able Samira. to within eight weeks get on a path and basically. who are the counselors who are, who are some of these? so we're working with corporate uh, financial counselor volunteers so oh, they're corporate wow. volunteers who are giving their skills back in fact we're also with, with knowledge with in the knowledge yeah, yeah we're also looking for volunteers there so if anyone's interested please visit our website in which and you can learn more that's terrific okay and what about you Mai? so uh, for help a choice we are actually updating our offers for the Vipasa packages and we want to we are going to include actually like uh, some of Enrich workshop um, in, into our offers so that the domestic workers that process the visa with us when the employers pay they will actually follow like they will have this included in the package because often what we see is that the employers don't always want to pay for the domestic workers training so we feel like if we include it in the package like it's I mean, it's included, so she, she it's might as well go. Yeah, and then we also have some exciting projects coming, um, which is like, for example, we're expanding to Singapore. So, yeah, so that's <laughs> that's, great. that's another ex- exciting thing for the rest of the year. Terrific. Well, it's so nice to be able to meet you uh, this afternoon, um, Marie, and also to, to see you again, uh, once again, Samira. Thank you so much for your sharing, and I look forward to inviting you both back on, perhaps for the next survey, hopefully with some better news. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much you for your time. Thank you. And this afternoon, we were talking uh, to Samira Montero, who is the Communications Manager of Enrich Hong Kong, and also Mahi Leclerc, who is the General Manager of Helper Choice. Thank you very much once again.